For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, as always, Shane Told. Great to have you with us wherever you are on this shithole planet. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to call it a shithole planet, to quote one of my favorite bands, Propagandi. However, in Ontario, Canada, we are at our worst COVID numbers everywhere. Full lockdown, and we're over a year into this thing. It is bleak. It is bleak. But that's why we have podcasts to close our eyes. Except if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But relax and take in the soothing voices of me and this week's guest, Mr. Kyle Hollis of Picturesque a man known for his very impressive range and apparently his cryptocurrency mining skills. We're going to get into all that and more in just a second. Now, a little bit of show news. You may notice it's Monday, Monday, April 19th. And last week, I put the podcast out on Monday as well. Could this mean a dramatic shift in the day of the week the podcast comes out? Well, it could, and I think it does. Monday is the new Wednesday, which became the new Thursday and was Tuesday for a while. Confused me too. I'm going to be putting out these episodes every Monday for the foreseeable future. Mondays are a great day for me in my life right now. You know, it changes over time. Monday, we'll be having a main episode of the podcast. Every Friday, we will have the new noise with Mike Howell. So that's nice and separated. And then, of course, our Twitch schedule will be Tuesdays. I'll be doing a new episode with a guest. And Wednesdays, Mike and I will be live. And it's just really great. I feel like it's coming at you all week long now. Thank you for all the love on Twitch. Please 
If you're not following already, head over there and give me a follow. Twitch.tv slash Shane Told. And yes, reminder again, Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am live with a guest. We've had some big ones lately, everything from Nothing Nowhere to Jacoby from Papa Roach, Derek from Mayday Parade, Sonny from POD. You get the picture. Tomorrow, I have Sky Sweetnam of Sumo Psycho, very cool guest. If you're from Canada, you might even remember her solo pop career, which was really cool. So I'm excited to pick her brain. That will be on tomorrow. Oh, 420, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to support the show, we have that option, and it means a lot to me. Shout out to all my sinners worldwide, the ones that have been in the club for over four years, and of course, the new ones coming in all the time. You really do keep this show going and growing every single week. So thank you. To sign up, to check it out, head over to leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. And in news with my band Silverstein, this is important. We have a brand new single out now. It's called Bankrupt. You can get it wherever you listen to your music. And also, we have a very cool video. And here's the thing about Silverstein videos. Now, I've been in, I think, all of them. And I'm not a huge fan of most of our videos. But this one is actually good. I think this one actually enhances the song experience. So check it out, whatever it is, whether you're an audio person, ripping it in the car, play it loud, or you want to watch the visual, check out the video. Bankrupt is out now, and it's pretty heavy. So check it out. Well, let's get into it with this week's guest and my conversation with Kyle Hollis of Picturesque. Welcome to Lead Singer Syndrome, the podcast. Sweet. Well, thanks for having me, my dude. Now also live on Twitch. So I was trying to think of something fun to make my name on here instead of just Kyle. And I, I think you caught me like right during that. I was like really pondering what to make it to be fun. <laughs> think of you looked you looked hella stressed. No, I was, dude. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I let myself down not changing my name to something like Biggins or something. Yeah. Like Well, hey. I couldn't think of it at the time. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So, um, Kyle, picturesque, this is really like great to speak with you. Now, it's been a year pretty much to the day since all the shit got shut down. I think it's a pretty good place to start. You know, a lot of people have asked me how it's going for me. And like, to be honest, sure, there's a lot of transitions going on in my life because, you know, I'm used to being on the road like tons and that's what I've been doing for so long. But like, I'm okay because, you know, my band's established. We've been doing it. We own the rights to some of our music, et cetera, et cetera. With Picturesque, like you guys, it it felt like you were just hitting your stride when you got, you know, cruelly taken down and confined now to, you know, sitting in that room you're in. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, we had, had some uh, tours lined up and, you know, things... uh 
all fell through, but it is what it is. Uh, everything seems like it's opening back up, but in the, uh, in the interim, you know, everybody just had to work real jobs and yeah. kind of yeah. make things change. Yeah. Well, you're still in, you're still in Kentucky. I know. Um, I, I caught you mining some mining some cryptocurrency before we started. Damn right. Which is a hey, that's been really good over the last few months. Um, I'm a bit yeah, of a crypto yeah. guy myself. Not mining, but I I I own a lot. Is is that what you're doing now, or what is your kind of day job? Because like honestly, you shouldn't be having to work one with where your band is at, you know, in your career. But this is the reality. There's bands. Yeah. There's like people I know that are used to selling out 2,500 cap venues that are like living with their parents and working at home Depot because they have to. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I've pretty much been, uh, hanging out in my closet mining crypto, but on top of that, uh, I do work in it. Uh, I was actually on a meeting until like this started. Um, but I work for a a local hospital. Um, we've got like 15,000 PCs where we've got to switch out for, uh, to update to windows 10, but, pretty much just that i've got a team under me it's pretty fun but still not music so not just a talented singer uh pretty boy talented guy you also have some skills up in the old brain with some tech stuff Uh, i guess i like nerdy things you do that's that's cool i mean it's it's kind of interesting too that you're in you're somehow in the tech field and the medical field which is like Mm -hmm. the two hottest things right now um, in the world, honestly, with obviously with COVID going on and then, yeah, you talk about crypto mining and NFTs yeah. and all this like crazy stuff. And you're like kind of right, right in it beside, yeah, besides the music stuff. Yeah, I got, I got really lucky with, uh, with the job that I have. And, um, whenever they actually hired me, like one of the things was, Hey, um, whenever touring comes back, like I'm still going to be doing all this. And they're like, yeah, but we'll still have you in a management position. I'm like, let's go. Um, so um, yeah, I got really lucky with that. And then all the crypto stuff, it's just been, uh, I got into it early enough that it's yeah. doing all right. So yeah. everything's paying itself off as far as the rigs, but, uh, I am the problem with, uh, with, uh, the gaming community for sure. You're the problem. Okay. I yes. am the problem. You're the problem. Kyle's the problem. I like that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's, let's get into this, man. And let's talk about you. Um, I've known you for like three years. We met on the tour that we did um it was with the one with tonight alive right yeah and um these all these tours they just bleed into my my brain i like mix them up but feels three years ago you guys opened the tour and you know we got to to know each other fairly well through that but i want to go a little deeper i want to go a little further back and and talk about you know your upbringing in kentucky (laughs) not exactly a hotbed for um uh, punk rock or uh, post hardcore or anything like that. So, talk to me about your upbringing. What was it like for you? Um, you know, growing up, like, did you like what was your family structure and all that like? So, uh, none of us are actually from Kentucky, so that's a first step. Oh, okay. Um, actually, I didn't even I didn't even know that. There you go. Uh, actually, most of us are from Northeast Arkansas, so middle of fucking nowhere. That's even worse. Um, yeah, way worse. Uh, so then, um, I mean, upbringing, of course, church stuff the whole nine family's really religious um grew up farming sort of but my family's actually in the medical field um but we've always had farm stuff to do my family does horses cattle you name it uh row crop which if row crop is just slaying for anything you plant um okay but then uh just found some music started 
wanting to play it. And of course it was all the yelling and screaming stuff early on. Uh, and so after, after, uh, moving around a little bit, uh, my dad wanted to go back to college. We moved to a small town, uh, called Brooklyn, not Brooklyn, uh, like New York, but Brookland. Brookland. Okay. Brookland, uh, which is where I met, uh, two of the guys that are in the band now went to high school with them. Is that in Arkansas? uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's all in Arkansas. Um, and then after that, um, I moved to Kentucky, which is, uh, to play in a band that is obviously no more and sucked, but, uh, (laughs) all I did and it was scream. They wouldn't let me sing. So I quit. And then I moved back home. Uh, and then, got all these guys back from high school, met some of the other, uh, Zach owned a venue, which is our guitar player. And we all kind of got together and, uh, he got a job offer in Houston. Uh, we were all like, well, Arkansas sucks. So, uh, there's nothing here for us. Let's, uh, let's move with him. So then we went to okay. Houston, uh, sent some emails, wrote some music and, uh, then started recording with, uh, Eric Ron. And after that, Oh, pulling up the map here. That's I right. It. I got Brooklyn brookland yep. arkansas brookland. on the map i'm 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 really this is i'm a i'm a geography nerd i really like this and when i when True. it's a city i haven't heard of or been to but it looks like it's not too far from memphis no, no really close not. like almost like a yeah. suburb of memphis uh i wouldn't say suburb it's like an hour or something away uh, oh, okay. from like the outskirts uh west memphis however is still in arkansas so it's yes, um right. it's on the state line for sure um yeah and i but, see you're you're pretty close to nashville too so i mean you know like yeah, you can, you can get there if you have to. So that's not, that's not too yeah. bad. It's not too bad. It's just uh flat and there's not a lot of anything out there. Well, I like um, this. Um, I don't know if you can see it in my screen. Oh yeah. You can see it on the far left of the picture. There's oh, like, all it is is a road, it's just a just road and one sign and nothing else. And then at the bottom, we've got some tires. <laughs> oh my God. Love it. Um, yeah. So that's where I grew up, uh, entire country. Um, yep. <laughs> but not for real for the longest time that all that uh brooklyn was was like a pass-through town and mm-hmm. then it started actually like growing like booming for the area because it was uh one of the uh higher rated schools um like just based on uh well just in general uh sports teams did well uh academically we were better than most of the towns around so a lot of people started moving in and uh, then they actually had to build like another road and then go around it again so that they just like bypass the whole city twice. Right. Um, which was, yeah, it's whatever. But yeah, so that's where uh, where I graduated high school. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. pretty crazy. But yeah, you know, it's, it's not exactly a musical hotbed. And, you know, oh, no. I want to go back again. You know, you, you talk about the music you got into and it being a lot of the like heavy stuff, the screaming stuff. You were in a band where you only screamed, yet you come from like a religious, very religious family and all that too. So what was that like? Like, um, were your parents supportive of that stuff? What music did they listen to? Um, did you have to hide records from your parents? Like, I've heard all those stories. So I just wonder what it was like for you. Yeah. Um, so I... No, I had never really had issues with uh, any of that kind of stuff. My parents are super supportive and everything. Not like like with money, but like, you know, they're like, man, do you? Like whenever I okay. told my dad, like, hey, I don't want to go to college. I just want to play music. He's like, well, you're only young once. Let's get it. It's like, sweet. That so, is sweet. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, but no, my, my dad was actually uh, really about it. My parents, they're, they're very loving. They're awesome, awesome parents. I've got nothing but positive things to say about them. Um, but whenever, uh, I was getting really into all that music, uh, like it was whenever that whole like Christian core thing, uh, like when Prada was coming up and, oh, yeah. um, that whole era, um, that's whenever I like got into the heavy stuff and I was like, yo, this thing called cornerstone festival, it's literally a Christian festival. And then he's like, uh, yeah, we could go to that. And then one of my uncles is like, Oh, they got the David Crowder band. They're like, yeah, yeah. That band that you like. So <laughs> I uh, love when you impersonate your, your uncle, all of a sudden just that Southern accent comes right out of oh, there. Bro, that's, that's my whole family for sure. <laughs> awesome. Um, but so we go up there and like, it's, it's a Christian festival. They enjoy it and they see like, yo, this isn't a, uh, this isn't just a bunch of heathens. So, yeah. uh, you know, they've, they've never, never shunned it or anything. Uh, they never liked the music, but that's different. Uh, sure. But yeah, yeah my family's all like, yeah, my family's all like country for the most part music, but some of that shit slaps. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, so. for sure. I mean, I just wonder like what would happen if you came home with like a Slayer record though. You know, like that's, I always wonder about that kind of thing. Like if there was, if yeah. they, or they, if they just were like, hands off, you do you, whatever, we trust you, you know? I don't know about Slayer. Cause I mean like all the stuff that I was into, like it, the only one that I think I sort of hid was this band called Robinson. Uh, they're literally just noise, uh, but it's all apparently devil music like for real but i've i literally don't know a single word of their music it just sounds like noise sweet i've never heard of it robinson no i've never heard of this yeah they they Um, don't even name their songs they just number them yeah no like that's grind man i've heard of crazy like crazy stories about like um some of those bands like i think it was uh that band i think it's called they're called watain it's like spelt w-a-t-a-i-n and Mm. a friend of mine went on tour with them and they would stop and pick up like roadkill off the side of the road and like bring it in their van and then like bleed it and like bathe in the blood and like shit like this. Dude, like this fucking metal. Yeah, like fucking they, they were they were not joking, and this was like serious shit. So they're about that life. Yeah. So I, I always whenever I hear about <laughs> bands like that are actually like living that way, I'm like, whoa, dude, this yeah. is this is have you have you like actually researched like into the uh like the background of like the norwegian black metal and all that shit and like the scene that it came up out of yeah like some of that stuff like all the crazy stuff with mayhem and uh euronymous or however whatever i i never know they're all their how to say all their names but yeah like the the like the album cover that's like the the dude blew his head off and they made the album cover like shit like fucking gnarly dude way too fucking gnarly for me but yeah, yeah, sorry. I just uh, it thought about it. It's, no, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if you if you showed up with like yeah a, a mayhem record or, or something like that, I don't know if how, how your parents would feel about it. But hey, you you got this far, so fair enough. There you go. There you go, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, a little bit of a metalhead. I like that. So, uh, whenever I was younger, for sure. Right. Right. Well, yeah. so so you know, obviously, like a big part of I, that I want this um, conversation to be about is you know your vocals in your vocal range this is the lead singer syndrome podcast and we it's amazing how often we don't talk about that stuff on the show but you know you have probably one of the highest ranges i've heard you know of any band like i've toured with and 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 stuff like that and you know when you speak you don't sound like you have a high voice you have a pretty normal normal and maybe even a little bit low um talking voice so so walk me through like 
you know, you say you were screaming in bands, but you wanted to sing and you sort of realized like, oh, like you heard, maybe you heard Chiodos and was like, oh, that's easy or, <laughs> or something like that. Like those people that, that uh, sing really high. So, so just walk me through like how you realized, okay, I can sing pretty high. And did you have to work for that? Like what's your, what's your whole thing with, with your voice? Uh, okay. So to dive back into uh, the band that I played in, in Kentucky that wouldn't let me sing. So during that band, uh, they started writing some like softer stuff to where like they wanted harmonies and all that kind of junk. Uh, they were all really into machines. Uh, that's so that's one of the things that I was learning on. However, um, the whole thing was, uh, like there's this song, I'm trying to remember which one it was by as cities burn. Cause, uh, that's still like one of the, I don't care. That's one of the best bands of all time. They're incredible. Um, but so like, uh, there's a part to where he goes to, I don't even know what the note is, but like my voice shifted to something. And then I was like, Whoa, I think I can do that of machines weird thing. And so I brought it to practice and they're like, no, it sounds too much like of machines. It's like, what you guys wanted so i'm so confused um but then the, the thing is the other guy like i'm not i don't want to talk shit on him but like i just he wasn't that great and he was doing all the singing so i was like i'm, I'm done with this um mm-hmm. so but as far as the high stuff like after i screamed in a band for a long time i kind of had to like um kind of had to cool it for a little bit so that everything could recover um because i'd been doing it for years and i don't it's uh, I was doing it wrong. And so it, it right. kind of demolished everything. But then once I figured out that I could sing with like the outer folds or whatever, um, it, it was just a, it was a game changer, but yeah. So all of that, uh, basically the whole lightning of your voice, uh, and singing with the outermost folds of it is the, the majority of what I had to do. I straight forgot the question. I'm rambling at this point. No, no, no. That, that, that is a question just, just about, <laughs> oh, about your voice. And <laughs> yeah, you didn't go too far afield and it does happen and it's okay when it happens. So, you know, I sing generally at the top of my range, um, you know, cause I feel like my voice sounds pretty good there. And in the studio, sometimes I'm pushed even a little bit higher than I really should be. And of course, once you're in the environment where you're on stage and you're playing like I mean, especially if you're opening a, a tour where you can't control how many days off, you're just at the mercy of what the headlining band wants to do, um, and you're 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 playing maybe six nights a week or more. It can be really difficult to maintain your range, and is that ever a problem for you? Because I just imagine like when you're way up there, it, it hasn't been so far. You've been you've been okay. Uh, yeah. So it's not even the range. That's the issue. It's the fact that a lot of our music is written without a breath and I don't want to skip any part. Um, so, um, there's only like one song that we've ever tuned down and it's literally because it's 30 seconds straight of me just like ranting essentially Mm -hmm. at the top of my range. Um, but no, I mean, uh, so the highest I've ever done is a, ABC D D six. Um, so I'm out of the fifth and f- onto the sixth, but we don't <laughs> use even a C five live or C six live. So, right. Uh, but there's pretty consistent, uh, B fives, which is the one right under C much, you know, music. So, but, um, yeah. But, so, 
it's it's not the range that's the issue as long as you understand what's going on and you have control and the thing is i've got like i've got some solid dudes that are backing me so i don't have to move around a lot if i don't want to and if like i'm struggling or whatever it's it's not usually too awful with uh the only thing i've got to worry about is my breath like that's the thing i think about the whole show and as long as i've got the breath to do something i usually don't have an issue yeah and another thing is because i speak with a different part of my voice than what i sing so it it's not super taxing on it um i mean the merch table is but singing itself isn't wow interesting no it's it's amazing we don't talk about this stuff like <laughs> 200 and fucking 50 episodes or whatever i've done of this show and like we haven't uh really talked about like you know you talk about a c6 versus a c5 like in fact i don't even know what where i'm at i probably i probably sing maybe i'm a five so i probably my cutoff might cut off might be a c5 or uh like the highest highest i go i think maybe i have a d5 on some records when i you know nice. I had to literally get my hand in my pants and squeeze my balls <laughs> to get that one yeah. Uh, sorry if I'm being graphic, but that's the truth. Um, <laughs> so that's crazy. Yeah, you're like you're well over an octave <clears throat> higher. I just yeah, it's interesting when you when you talk about your voice being different from your talking voice and how that's different. And I don't know, I don't think about it too much. But uh, super, I mean, it's super not interesting. rock and roll to really break it down to rocket science. So I, I get it. I guess not. But that's part yeah. of of really really what we're um what we're doing here. So anyway, that's cool. Um, another thing that you guys have put out, a new record, I guess it's it's not that new anymore. We're talking about almost a year old, yeah. um, but uh, very very good record. Do, do you feel okay? Talk to me about that. Fine. <laughs> well, I, I know at the time you wrote the songs, maybe you didn't, uh, yeah. but, but uh, walk me through that record <laughs> and maybe now what you've been working on since, since it has been kind of a year. Um, so that record... Uh most of our stuff is very time and place. We like to, uh, we like to take just like things from our lives and put it into music because we feel like there's going to be more of a connection. People will relate to it rather than trying to just write a story. Um, mm -hmm. or that we're just bad storytellers. And so that's the only way we can do it. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, so, um, with that record, like it takes place with, or since, how do I phrase this? So since back to beautiful, which was the record before, um, this is like everything that happened since up to the, to the point that we like finished writing the record. So we had, um, like the first record was heartbreak, whatever, you know, from previous relationship, this one's kind of the, the moving on thing or trying to, but, mm -hmm. um, uh, Tinder's really weird. So that was a weird thing. And half of it's just about me trying to figure out Tinder and how like people operate these days. Cause now I'm old as fuck. So, um, dating when not in high school is a lot different because that was the last time I dated. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's, so. um, I have this in my notes here. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I I'll just read my question because why not? It, you were pretty open to talking about how your personal life bled into this record, a six year relationship ending. Now, all of a sudden the dating landscape has changed. It's all about apps <laughs> and swiping left or right. And, and how much that, that messed with you and it's true man i i went through a similar thing too um probably just probably just before we met actually um and yeah it's it's fucking weird it's not yeah. natural and it's it's what's expected now so yeah man um i mean you ha literally have a song called swipe on the record yeah. so yeah man that's crazy i mean 
I mean, bro, it's, it's nice that it's easy to smash, but like, it's, that's, that's not <laughs> what we're all looking for, but, um, wow. That's what it is. Hey, it's easy for you, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. You, you got, got the beard. long hair and, oh, okay. Well, just, I can't just, grow the beard though. Just draw one on. You're fine. It's fine. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm Guido enough or what is it? Yeah. To draw one on, but yeah. uh, I know, man, but yeah, like it, it can be. Like, I mean, we can talk about <laughs> Tinder stories. Like, we could probably talk about that for the rest of the podcast and everything. But probably. I remember when it first happened for me. And, you know, I went through this this kind of horrible breakup. And I ended up in this single world. And I was, like, meeting people. But, you know, over, over time, it was like, okay, well, there's all these people I know. And I don't know if I want to date them. So how do I meet new people? And then it's, like, the only... Not the only way, of course, but... The way that everyone's doing it these days is like with an app. So I signed up for the the one called Bumble because it seemed the less creepy because the girl has to message first or whatever. So I got that one. And then it just like it, every single day I was on that thing, I felt fucking worse yep. in every single way. And I don't know if that was similar to your experience, but it, it wasn't it was not good for me. No, man, because every day that you go and like the thing is while you're swiping, you're picky as fuck. And then you go like through and you're like, why does no one love me Uh, the entire time without, you know, people matching? Um, I mean, yeah, so it definitely makes you feel worse and also just makes you feel like a piece of shit just for judging everybody based on a photo. Um, So I don't really like that because like I'm I mean, in that sense, I guess I'm a little old fashioned. I want to like actually take somebody out on a date and then half of them are just like, yeah, you want to meet up. And that's the mm-hmm. gist of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah. did you find, difference. did you find it was like weird at all being that you were, you know, like a person with a verified account for lack of a better term, because like that was always weird for sometimes. me too. Wait, you that were I- verified on on tinder no 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 i mean like you i know, was about to say that's a thing bro. <laughs> I, it, I think it actually is a thing where just to make sure that you're not catfishing somebody hmm. i think that that is a thing but um or at least on bumble i believe it is but regardless i just mean like the fact that like i was really didn't want to go down that route because yeah. i didn't want like i like living in toronto where i'm from like i didn't want it to be like oh look who's fucking trolling to get laid like you know, on, on an app, I felt like really weird about that whole thing. And eventually I just let it go. Cause whatever I I'm, I'm a human being. I fucking do what I want. But right. was that ever like a thing for you where you were like, I don't know, this is just feels weird that I have sort of a, like a reputation of a, like a band. And I'm like behind this, like I'm the front man of this thing, bro. I thought that would make me pull more. Um, but no, like <laughs> oh, for man. real, it, it, it crossed my mind, but it was one of those things to where like, I was more worried at that point to be, because like, we don't make money being in a band. I was like, yo, this girl's going to like meet up with me and be, I'm going to be like, yo, I've got $20 we can put on beer, but that's it. Like we got to cut it after that. And then I'm going to be like, yo, she's going to realize I'm poor. Uh, that was my worst part. I was like, yo, I can use the band to get in, but she's going to realize I'm poor and that's the worst of it. Um, so yeah, I think I was more ashamed of being poor. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, nowadays you just gotta like call her up, and be like, "Sorry, I, I can't hear you. I'm 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 just mining some crypto behind me." You're right. <laughs> She'll be like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now, now pockets a little heavy. All because of crypto. There you go. Hey, that's it. Hey, big that's big gains over the weekend. I was I was afraid it was gonna fall, and it just kept going up. Ethereum, Bro. Bitcoin, BNB. Uh, they're all hot. 
with a lot of that stuff, but we're in the third rally of mm-hmm. five. So we've got two more of these. Um, is this a thing, you know, I do nothing but research this. <laughs> oh and, yeah. Uh, if you look at the market trend from 2017, uh, there were five rallies and essentially the last ones where it peaked at like 20 K or something like that. And then dropped back down to six K. Um, I think that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. but essentially it, it all goes in cycles. So in four years, it's going to do all the same thing again, except it's going to be way, way, way more valuable, uh, for the people that held. Uh, so this year they're thinking like ETH, uh, which I don't see it happening, but Ethereum might hit like 27 K per coin. I don't see that happening. Uh, it hit 2 K. I think this time it's probably going to bounce to like 3,600. Uh, maybe by the end of the cycle, it'll hit like seven. Uh, but it's, yeah, it, well, I mean, the data's nice. there, man. The The only difference is now the American dollar's worth less because we keep printing money for stimulus stuff and all that. And then there's also the fact that now it's more widely accepted uh, to use cryptocurrency in places like right. uh, PayPal's integrating it in. Right. Uh, Steam has actually released some stuff where they're doing it. Uh, there's actually video games, believe it or not, that are being released on Steam that are on blockchain, which is pretty freaking sick. Um, but anyway well so. yeah i think that that's going to be the biggest game changer for you know I- even right now people in the chat like like <laughs> music stuts and i know music stuts his name is mark and i know he's a smart guy and he's like anyone else feel dumb when other people start talking about cryptocurrency but but the biggest <laughs> thing about that is like once once it becomes a thing i think the other thing i read is that square is going to ta- start uh taking crypto payments yep. and that's a big thing for kind of the everyman to un- start understanding like oh i can pay with it but the question is what which is it what's it gonna be? Like there's gonna have to be the one that like wins, you know? Uh it doesn't. And- it doesn't at all. Uh so Bitcoin is the first one, but the thing is there's so many things on the DeFi chain, which is uh your yeah. decentralized finance, mm-hmm. which is Ethereum, uh uh ADA, uh which is Cardano and all that, and Polkadot, sorry. Yeah. Um but those type of things are going to build entire platforms. Bitcoin, the only thing it does is that it's a payment thing. It doesn't actually do anything. So it has value being the first of its kind. It has value with that. Um, but these other tokens are always going to be worth something. That's like saying like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I have a graphics card. That's a, like the nicest one or whatever. Um, but the one under it's like, like Fender to Squire, you've got guitars behind you. Squires are still going to be worth something. So, right. Um, right. There's always that. Right. No, no, no. I, not I'm not saying that they're not going to wipe like it's going to wipe them out. But if like, you know, you hear about like something like Ripple being like, mm-hmm. a, you know, potentially maybe the one or XLM yeah, XRP is falling so hard. What's that? XRP is falling so hard. It right is now. falling. I know I, I had it and, and I, I, I managed to get out of it on a pretty good day with all these things. Like if, if something becomes the, the thing that like, I don't know, Amazon accepts, you know, let's uh, say then that obviously that's going to be a, a pretty important piece. Believe know? it or not, Amazon is building on the Ethereum blockchain now and they're about okay. to do Ethereum. Yep. Well, there you so, go. There you Ethereum. Go. I mean, I, I've always believed in Ethereum. Um, Real B Smith has a question here while we're on the topic. Kyle, are you going to start releasing NFT music? And I'm sure you understand at least how that works. I do. Um, He's smiling. I'm not, I'm not saying that I've already looked into it and contacted people, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> hey. I mean, it's yeah. it's a crazy world, right? I mean, Kings of Leon just did some stuff with it. Um, some other artists are. It's, it's kind of a, a a new world with that stuff, and it would be interesting to see if somebody in you know the rock world, uh, you know, not the not the mainstream rock world, but you know, what right. I mean, in in the uh, let's just say the punk world, started to do it. 
how that would kind of go? Um, honestly, I think it's going to go like great as a publicity stunt. The actual, like for us as a band, I don't think it would actually do well. We're not big enough. We don't have the following, uh, because you have to remember these things are selling a limited quantity. Um, so it's not anything that we could, it's not even about making the money on it. It's like, we don't have a reach with it and like things with Spotify, you know, streaming platforms, you have playlists and you have all that. You don't have that with NFTs yet. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing. Um, but so for a smaller band, it's, it's not really ideal. It was just one of those things I wanted to be a part of because it's cool. So. Absolutely. Well, you know, getting back to music and, you know, the way that you guys do things now, you're on Equal Vision Records, which mm-hmm. is a label I grew up with, and I'm 40. You know, I mean, classic records from, you know, everything from Saves the Day to Converge uh, put out classic albums on that label. Now, here you guys come in, obviously, Fresh Attitude, you're super forward-thinking, super modern band, and, you know, even just going to your Spotify page and you look at your top song, Do Re Mi, that is not any albums. Like that is a single that was released standalone. It's been your most successful song in terms of numbers or whatever. That's a super different approach. Um, now, how is it working with the label like Equal Vision that has that history um, and obviously that fan base too? Work also with your fan base and your mindset in terms of like, hey, we're living in a single-driven world these days. Yeah, um, it's a little weird uh, to be honest because I mean. I feel like we don't really fit the label. Um, at this point, we like when we started, you know, we were post hardcore band. I think we're not necessarily moving away from it. Um, but as far as like all that side, I I honestly don't know. I I don't handle any of the business to be honest. I just, uh, I show up and look pretty. So that's kind of (laughs) what I do, but not, um, I don't believe that. No, it's, it's I call truth, okay, man. Well, you got some not, smart. Um, if you got people in your band smarter than you, you're going to be okay. Well, everybody's good at one, like a different thing is what it is. So Zach, he is, uh, he's owned his own businesses. He's done plenty of other things. Like he is a, um, anyway, he's he's owned businesses. He's great with with financing or finances and all that kind of stuff. And he's great on the uh, the side of this business, I guess. But. I mean, the rest of us, we've never done all that. So he's always just handled everything on that end and it makes it easier, believe it or not. I mean, I would believe it, but, uh, but it makes it easier if you have one person that's like the contact and does all the stuff and organizes it and he's our guy for it. And so, um, like everybody has their specialty. Um, that's part of what he does for the band. He's the guy that sorts everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't, I don't deal with that. So on the business side, uh, that's all Sinjin and Billy and Zach. I don't, I don't really have a clue. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. I mean, sometimes some bands operate very well like that, you know, when it's like, okay, we need the creative minds to be the creative minds and not get wrapped up in the other things and focus on that and keep your head down and, and you know, that can work. And, and getting back to that side of things, you know, your approach to making music is different you know, a lot of bands say that they're, you know, tearing down the boundaries between genres, you know, but you guys are doing that. You know, you can have a, a very modern R&B influenced, you know, verse, let's say, and then a post hardcore kind of chorus and then 
a guitar solo like that's almost like hair metal in the same yeah. song right yeah. and and that's that's yeah. like that's pretty cool because a lot of bands say they do stuff like that but then sonically you're like listening and it's like yeah this just kind of sounds like fallout boy you yeah. guys don't, it's not that at all for you guys true well thanks man uh yeah, we we really that solo you're talking about. We actually had to really push our guitarist to do it. He didn't want to do it, and we're like, "No, bro, it'll be sick." Uh, <laughs> it was like one of those joke things, and then it just ended up in there. That whole song literally was written as a joke, uh, which is the fun part. Yeah, uh, it started from like a like a very small clip of something that I wrote, and then we built around it. Like literally, the thing that goes into the guitar solo, we're like, "Yo, pick the most ridiculous sound you can find on Splice." And that's what I picked. And then we're like, yo, let's run with it. And then we're like, what if we put a cheesy solo over it? And so we did. And that's, that's attention. Absolutely. Uh, Fret Slammer 94 says, sometimes your stupidest ideas are your best ideas. Those are the only ideas I have. Amen Um, to that brother. I love it. (laughs) But, but no, as, as a whole, like, I still don't feel like we pushed it as far as I wanted. Um, there's still like, I don't know. It's, it was it was one of those timing things because i feel like whenever we released it um because we had the record for like a year and by the time we released it i feel like other people were already like starting to ride that vein that we were moving towards uh so i feel like we missed it but Hmm. i think uh moving forward we're just gonna have to push it further well no i I don't agree with you it's the same way like yes we all wish we could have got into bitcoin um you know back in 2009 Um, but Hey, in, in 2021, still a good time to invest, right? It's still growing. So let's just, let's just use that analogy for, for your, your band, I guess. And obviously like a lot of people are still finding out about you guys, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And and I want to go back a little bit again to what we started this conversation with, which is just the idea of like, Hey, you put out a record in April of 2020. You guys have not played a single show. That's obviously an important part of of your band i mean i actually haven't kept my ear to the ground enough are you guys doing live streams what's you haven't yeah so what what's we haven't even posted in like a year man so yeah like that's that's crazy you know like our streaming numbers are still staying up so i guess that's all that matters but um but yeah it's it's really weird uh we didn't do anything with it we just released it and said here you go yeah well i mean have you still been writing working on music i mean i know you i can see you have like some audio whatever those are called uh oh those guys yeah like you know uh i should really know what those are called Uh, like Uh, i just call them sound things sound uh, sound dampeners yeah exactly so like i know you're in a you're in a place where you create and you know i'm just is there is there going to be more music coming are you guys working on a single i mean or is it is it is this whole year of not being able to work on it in some ways kind of unmotivating um a little bit of both but are a little unmotivating but at the same time i mean we're always writing just because you have to be if you're going to stay a band uh because if you try to write it all at once it turns out to sound the same um i don't know if you have that same experience or not um, yeah it, it can for sure it can happen yeah you sometimes you have to kind of push against it yeah yeah it does happen um so right now we're just kind of kind of winging it um everything's looking like it's opening back up so uh for better or worse so hopefully we get start touring again. We all get it back on the road and don't feel like we're uh, purposeless anymore. So I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's brutal, dude. Like right now, um, I, I don't know. I miss it so much, and obviously, like you know, there's other things going on. 
I have this podcast and Twitch has been great for me and everything. It seems like, you know, you are the same. Like you have a day job, you have all this stuff. And then you're also lucky enough to have a very successful music career too. So, you know, doesn't sound like you guys have been struck down like some other bands. Oh no, I'm sure we're making like more guap than we ever have, but you know, it's, (laughs) it's not about that. Like we've all turned down like jobs that make a lot of money and we're just, we want to play music and we can't right now. So it still fucking sucks. Absolutely. Um, and I want to open up the floor to some questions uh, here on Twitch. I know some people have them. Um, here's one from Fret Slammer. I like this one. Kyle, do you always carry around a gallon of water or is that just on tour? Also, why aren't you chewing gum? I've got it right here. I thought it was inappropriate. Um, <laughs> this is not school. I'm not going to make you um, make you put it behind your ear or anything. Uh, it's all good. No, I, I smack kind of loud. Um, but I'm always carrying around water, just not the gallon this time, but no, whenever, whenever we're playing, I'm a thirsty boy. So I gotta, I gotta keep the whole gallon on me. I keep that thing on me. Um, but yeah, also, is this not the coolest shit you've ever seen? I keep this one here too, but that's yeah. Oh yeah. That is cool. Would you guys just made, you guys just made gum packages for promo? Yeah. Just because hold that up again. Can I see that again? Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, it's a gum package. Picturesque. Oh. Chew it like you mean it. What's it got on the back? Uh nutrition facts. <laughs> Fun, right? It's I legit. Any of it. I had to have somebody tell me what flavor it was. I was disappointed to hear it's peppermint. That's a new one, man. I, I like just when you think you can't like like they're they've everything's been made. Every merch item's been made. Yeah. You hear about picturesque chewing gum. That's a first there you for go. me. Yeah. That's well, I mean, first. there there are certain things that kind of stick with our band, no pun intended. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I've got I like my gum and I like my bags and I like Supreme. Yeah. Those what do you what do you keep? Things. What do you keep in the in the um bum bags for all, all the Australians listening? What what do you keep in there? Uh, gum. Yes. Uh, I used to keep my uh 3ds uh oh, yeah. because after I got done playing, if I'm at the merch table, I want my 3ds. Uh, sometimes my phone. Uh, also, uh, crucial would be, uh, tied to go pin. Love it. Gotta have it. Um, I'm too bougie not to keep that on me. Um, especially with all the like Taco Bell and like fucking burgers you're probably eating on tour. Like you yeah, can't, you, you like can't eat a burger dress. with mustard on it and not get mustard on your clothes. You need a tie. Exactly. 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 Uh, the other, what was the other thing? Oh, earplugs. Always. Mm. I do not go into a concert without earplugs. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. I, I, my ears are fucked from from decades of of uh, that. So crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that's another thing we don't always talk about is water water consumption being pivotal to vocal success on tour. Yeah, um, yeah. People laugh at how much I water I go through. Yeah. Well, my my guys like understand, and the thing is, while we're driving, I try to like not drink as much, but I'm never like the guy that makes us pull over. It's always Jordan. Um, <laughs> but like once we get to a show, they they just understand it's a thing uh, that yo I need that like case as soon as we get there. Um, it's that prep. It's it's equally as important, if not more important, than warming up. But I'd say equally. But I know. Still. I know it's crazy. It, it's 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 amazing how important it is, especially to stay hydrated. I always feel like, and I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody somebody told me this, and it makes sense that when you, if you're a little bit dehydrated, 
um, your voice is that like your throat is the thing that goes first because the your your basically your body is going to use the water for your vital organs. So that makes sense. You have to have like your you know all your vital organs like you know lubed up and ready to go, and then the last thing that your that your um your body's going to work on is your throat because it's kind of the least important. So as a singer, you need to have extra amount so you can make sure that you're you're not the least bit hydrated. I mean dehydrated at all. True. It makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll take um, it to heart. There's a question here from Snazo6. Hi, Snazo6. Any festivals that are announcing opening at the end of the summer you might be at? I'm going to um, add to that question and be like, are, do you have any shows at all planned or anything you can you can tell us about? Um, I don't know if it's been re-announced, but the uh, Scary Kids, Scary Kids stuff is still on. Okay. Um, Cool. But I think it's looking like September now, but you know, we've redone it like 30 times now. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but as far as festivals, I don't even know what's opening up. I think that's all that's on our radar right now is the scary kids stuff. Um, yeah, that's a crazy, a crazy thing, right? With, with Cove, um, Cove taking over for the man and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Ty, Ty, it's so sad with Tyson and he's a good friend and really good guy. It's, it's sad, but True. it's cool that that music gets to, you know, live on. I think that's yeah, really awesome. It is. Yes. And here's a Jerry. Whenever oh. someone talks about Jerry Roush, I think this is a great thing to bring up. Jerry Roush always told me to drink water until you piss clear. And he is not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's really funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Here we go. Lexington represent says the job bingles. Sort of. Sort of. More like We're, Arkansas uh, um, represent. Yeah, but none of us even live in Lexington anymore, so we're a fraud. I'm gonna put it up, pull it up one more time, just for the, just for the memories. There we go. <laughs> Brooklyn, Arkansas. There you go, man. If you want some t- old used tires, that's your number one place to go. I haven't been like actually back to Brooklyn in years. I'm curious to know where it is now because I want them to know that they're the only thing on the map. One hundred percent. Well, Kyle, man, thank you so much. Um, I I'm gonna play play music on the podcast side of things, and I do want your pick for what song you'd like me to play for the people. Uh, is this supposed to be ours or just random? Oh, it's supposed to be yours. Yes. Oh, okay. I th- I think uh, whatever one's streaming the most probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a close. It's a close. Um, it's close between Do Re Mi and Pray. Uh, let's go pray so it's not a cover. So okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, pray it yeah. is. Pray it is. I love it. Cool, man. We're gonna play that right now. Sweet. I should pray a little more and think a little less. The devil's in my head and he won't let me rest. Every day just like the last since you up and left. I should pray a little more. I shouldn't pray for death. Get out my head, girl. I'm already over you. I'm just sitting waiting for my body to figure it out If you and me have to come over, I'm down I know in my heart you don't need me I'll stay at your back as I'm dying Without your attention, without your own
So there is music from Picturesque with Trey from their last album, Do You Feel Okay, which is out now. Stream it, pick up the vinyl, do what you can to support a great band like Picturesque. Remember, tomorrow and every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm live on Twitch with a guest. You can interact with us. You can ask questions. Just hang out. Always a good time. So head over, okay? Give me a follow, twitch.tv slash Shane Toll. Tomorrow, I'm live with Sky Sweetnam of Sumo Psycho. And Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, I'll be live with Mike Howell talking about this week's new music. If you like the show, please write a review on iTunes, preferably five stars, and check out the All Access Club as well over at leadsingersyndrome.com slash allaccess. And don't miss the new Silverstein single. It's called Bankrupt. It is out now. Peace and love, everybody. I'll see you next time.